I'm Amy, sex educator, somatic sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner. And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure products company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. Hello, everyone. Hi, folks. Howdy, howdy, howdy. So we are here in Brooklyn at the Sex Expo Give today. it up for Brooklyn. It's, it's pretty popping. It's right? There's, you can hear some of the background sound. We have, so there's oh, a yeah. lot of humans. There's probably thousands of humans in this building right now. We are on a stage. People are looking at us like, what the hell are They were lined up doing? all the way down the sidewalk. Like this morning when I arrived, I was in shock. Yeah. So really cool Sex Expo. And yep. we're so happy to be here, and we have Lorray. Yes. Lorray yeah. from Slutty Girl yes. Problems. We're so happy to be here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on stage. Um, we'll do a little mini intro of you in a moment because we, I didn't even, I don't have to read the bio because we actually have I know, here. you this can do your right. own bio. I always mess up the bio, so this is perfect. <laughs> um, so everyone, uh, Sex Expo, whether you brought, this will be going online after the expo, but this happens every year in Brooklyn, so stay tuned for the next year. Oh yeah. And it's uh, Sex Toys, and there's people here, and there's a booth next to us that has the Sibian, which is a sex machine that you ride. Um, so you might hear like, that's people riding a sex machine, hear a lot of voices, people drinking cocktails. Doing their thing. Oh, like yeah. The yeah. cam yeah. models yeah. Are, cam are fun. Yeah. Chatterbait's here, and they're trying to recruit more web Chatterbait. web women. I'm yeah. like, wow. All right. I love it. So just one announcement before we dive into more of the podcast here. We have our online video series coming up Ooh, soon. Yeah. We're super, super excited. This is an online video series. It's a four-week series. It's for female-identified folks. You can do it from anywhere in the world because it's all online. And you work with us personally, so it's four weeks with us, and you get the uh, one video per week. We have a Facebook group, a private Facebook group. We're doing a live call every week, so you really get to work in-depth with us on your erotic empowerment. It's starting at the end of October. You can find out information on our website, shamelesssex.com, and sign up. And we are doing a promotion right now where you get 10% off if you sign up with the coupon code FSHAME18, like fuck shame, but like FSHAME18 on our website. Uh, and we are only taking a limited amount of people because this is our launch. So we suggest if you want to join us and work personally with us, then sign up ASAP so that you can hold your spot. We're super excited that you can actually see our faces. Although I'm sure if you're following us on Instagram, then it's, we're it, humans. And we took a lot of time and effort. It's not something we threw together. We've yeah. been working on it for months now. So yeah. it's it'll be worth um, every dollar that you spend on it. Yeah, so sounds incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of empowerment, yeah. I mean, Slutty Girl Problems is really amazing. I think Thank that, you. can you give us a little bit of, about you and, and a little bit about Slutty Girl Problems? Yeah. yeah, so Slutty Girl Problems, our mission is to help women uh, reduce shame and stigma around their sexuality. So I started it in college. I felt like I really didn't have a voice to be able to talk about my sexuality, express myself, and there was just so much shame. Even when you open up to friends as a sexual woman, you kind of get the like, uh, I don't know if you should be doing that. So I was like, screw this. There needs to be a better way. I went onto Twitter and started talking about my sex life and got so much support online. So I was like, more women need access to 
to this kind of content and to be able to talk about their sexuality, feel empowered, and have a space that's really ours, free of judgment, free of shame. So I created the website, and ever since 2011, we have been on a mission to help women feel more comfortable and confident in their sexuality. Beautiful. Awesome. Is it so? Is it statistically they say I for, I'm not going to say this right, and that you know how I feel about statistics, but but I, like this one makes sense to me that. Um, statistically, most women report the worst sex that they had was in college. Like, oh, I really? Where I heard the statistic? Yeah, because it's when this is phase where people are starting to be sexually active. It's a very penis-centric culture. Yes. Women are still learning, like, how do I ask for my pleasure? Am I entitled yeah. to this? And so they have a whole bunch of shitty compliant sex, like yeah. you know, jackrabbit sex that doesn't even take into account what the vulva even likes. Absolutely. So there's the orgasm gap where like men are having orgasms almost 100% of the time. Oh yeah. And lesbian sex is having orgasms a lot of the time as well but straight women were really getting the uh, bad end of the deal literally getting the The big (laughs) giant shaft and it's hard you know men not knowing about our bodies and us maybe not even being told to explore our own bodies that our masturbation is shameful that we shouldn't uh, be able to advocate for our needs and desires and not knowing how to share that with a partner because if you don't know your own body you can't express that to somebody else either Yeah. yeah and 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 it's also that the penis is supposed to give us, people are asking us right now, no, it's not going on the mic. It's not going, people are asking, like, we can't hear it on the thing. It's not supposed to. It's, it's going into our recording. Hey, Sorry. Everyone, yeah. They're like, we can't, but we, people can hang out here and hear us if they want. Sorry, people are want to know, why are we just talking into these microphones? The whole group can't hear us. We look very official. Yes, we do. <laughs> That's okay. Um, okay, so anyway, I'll close my point that um, the penis is supposed to provide all of the pleasure and if it doesn't we are broken Absolutely. then we are completely broken we're personally broken because my pussy didn't get off to your wonderful penis and your penis must be broken too because it didn't do the job yeah and that's like the the, the stigma that people are that you know that's it's, and it's so limiting you know it's not yeah. true but it's so limiting and it's so important to have events like this where sex toys are a big part of the conversation because oh, yeah. for a lot of women you know clitoral orgasms are like the way to come um, but if you're just focused saying on PIV sex you're not getting that clitoral stimulation and a lot of partners are like offended if you want to pull out even the tiniest little vibrator during sex they're like is my dick not good enough it's like no but your dick doesn't have vibration it's an enhancement it it's like an enhancement it's not exactly. to take away yeah something that I really like um, is you you bust some myths myths about sluts right yes. can you talk a little bit about some of the myths that you're busting because yes. I love that So a big one is that women that are um, sexually active or slutty are going to just sleep with anyone on a dime. So I get this a lot when I say what I do for a living that uh, a guy will be like, oh, so can you just like give me a blowjob in the bathroom right now? And I'm like, not now, not tonight, not ever. That's not how it works. (laughs) Um, I also love that slutty women are loose because it's like, what's the difference between having sex with one person 50 times Uh or 50 people? Oh, totally. That's so true. The more we practice, the better we get at it, and the better we get uh, also understanding our bodies. And like orgasms strengthen the pelvic floor. It's complete Definitely. opposite of what people think. Like the more orgasms you have, the stronger your pussy is. Absolutely. So have those orgasms. Sleep with a whole bunch of people as long as you're having good consensual sex. Yeah. I think another big misconception is that somebody that is sexually active or slutty is going to be cheating on their partner. But oh, yeah. having a strong sex drive or a strong desire doesn't mean that you're incapable of monogamy. If anything, I think that um, we're more inclined to have open 
communication about our needs and desires. And if we were to want to go that route to have a conversation about like being open, non-monogamous, not just like going to cheat as your first option. So it's a big misconception as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you have any suggestions on, on um, how? So for 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 so I I always like to say that sluts are awesome. By the way, because they they know what the fuck they're doing. Um, do you have any suggestions though to? Uh, to self-identified sluts or, or closeted sluts who really want to own that in a more powerful way, like how they can just be like, fuck yes, I'm a sexual being and I'm Absolutely. proud. I think that knowledge is power and getting a community that supports you is also super powerful. So read, know your uh, STI status, get tested regularly because if you are feeling confident in your body and your status, you're going to be able to like bring that knowledge out into the world and have a community that supports you. If your friends and network are shaming you and your decisions they are not people that you want to have in your life yeah. so you definitely want a group that's going to like rally around you and support you because uh even as a sexually empowered woman there's things that i regret or like things that all people that i'll hook up with or things that i wish i had done or not done and you need people that are not going to shame you for your mistakes or things that you regret as well but are going to be like it's okay we all make them so you fine. do you have regrets when it comes to your past sex life I mean, don't we all? Um, yeah. I don't. Yeah. You don't have any? No. I mean, okay, I, oh wait, oh wait, let's rephrase this. You're talking about regrets because I know what your, your standpoint is that everything is your teacher, right? Experience. Yeah. So you learn yeah. from all of it. So there's that. And I guess, is there, I, for me, it would be like, yes, I have experiences where I wasn't being my best sexual self. Like, uh -huh. I had compliant sex. I didn't say anything. It didn't feel good. I didn't teach them, like, hey, this didn't feel good. I actually enabled what was happening by not speaking up for myself. I created minor trauma on my body for allowing that to happen. So I do regret that. I learned from it. Right. Because now I'm much more like, if something doesn't feel good, I'm like, this doesn't feel good. We have to stop. We have to slow down. Or actually, I don't want to play anymore. Um, so, I, I, so it served a purpose. And I'm sad for my body that I still put it through that. 100%. Couldn't have said it better. All right. Yeah. I mean, I do, you have, do you have any of those experiences? Or were you like, uh, had sex, it didn't feel good, for you just went with sure. it? sure. Well, actually, before it wasn't sex, it was um, being fingered by uh, this 22-year-old when I was 14. And I didn't really want that to happen, but I was so young. And I lied about my age. I think I said I was 17, good about going to be 18. And, I, and that was really uncomfortable. And he really wanted to have sex. And I said, no. And he just fingered me, and I was like, okay, can I go home now? It feels like someone's <laughs> jabbing at your pussy. Yeah, it was Ow. uncomfortable. I Did I regret that? I didn't really regret it. I wish that I would have been more explicit with my desires, which were unknown yeah. to me at the time. Yeah. I did barely had made out with anyone. Definitely. So... Yeah, I think a lot of my feelings around that are also about like blurry consent lines where I feel like I had given my consent in the moment and then couldn't retract it or that I didn't have the right words to say that I wanted things to slow down or like lube up. That's like a big one because yeah. I think a lot of guys just go into penetration yeah. without like being fully, without the woman being fully yeah. aroused. So, I, no, I and I agree, it's not like a regret, but it's like I look back and I say, I could have done something differently there. Right. Different choices. Well, yeah. And on the other side of the spectrum of slutty is all also too frigid, you know, not enough. So if you stop it or slow it down or say, hey, I, don't, I don't actually don't want to have penetrative sex. Let's just make out. Then all of a sudden you're like the cold, frigid yeah. woman, you know. So it's like and, and then there's the people pleasing thing. You know, you might lose the love or affection if you turn them down. So it's hard. You know, where do I I don't want to be too much of this, I don't, but I also don't want to be enough of this, so like mm -hmm. fitting in the middle. But instead, like, you know, 
owning it. And I and I must say this isn't just a issue with women. You know, I know a lot of male identified folks that deal with the same thing too, or they're trying to they're having a hard time with masculinity. Like too masculine is the creepy guy, not masculine enough is the hyper feminine oh, guy. Yeah. And like how do you rely in the middle? So we live in a culture that makes it really hard. Like there's hard standards on both sides of the argument and the way the the key is the balance of navigating the in betweens and I think just like owning it yeah and I think especially in partnership you have to like find what your strengths are and what the other person's strengths are and kind of play with that power dynamic um, because I think like if both people are trying to be like equal all the time and like everything is like by the book and like we're going to ask every single step of the way that's important to have like ongoing consent but there's also something to be said for like spontaneity throw me up against the wall and fuck me which like yeah. is you have to have had that conversation in advance that you're okay with that yeah. so you have to play with that are you pretty pro casual sex like if you meet someone at a bar you're in Brooklyn after the sex expo you're like this person's hot I want to bang it out with them in the bathroom would you do it uh yes I actually no, did that a couple weeks ago yes I love that <laughs> I love that awesome. amazing yeah, but I think that there has to be some chemistry there right right it doesn't even need to be a conversation actually the guy that I hooked up with didn't even speak English so oh, yeah, oh yeah, see yeah. that's <laughs> almost more exciting but there's a lot of chemistry and like dancing and body language that you can you know deduce is this person going to be good in bed or are they kind of just being like a creeper that's just gonna like right pump and dump and get off you know like I think that's a good test for chemistry is the is dance on the dance floor and how the bodies move together that's something to be said about that and then just energy that can be shared uh, I am not a single person right now but when I have been I had a policy where I wouldn't have people I wouldn't have sex with people on the first date no matter what because I wanted to see if our bodies even work together first through dry humping and making out and just the way we move and if that felt good then the sex could be on the table but it was more like like that I want to feel into your energy and see how our bodies work before your cock is inside of yeah. me um, because if it doesn't work that cock inside me is probably not gonna yeah, work. it's like test driving the like car the art yeah. of the tease yeah. and like oh, warm yeah. up and having that like um, body to attraction but like a little bit of like a mental game like I'm not gonna like do it quite yet I'm just gonna like wait a little you know? oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, I love sluttiness. I, I really <laughs> wish I had had one of those experiences, the meet you in a bar or an airplane. I've seen it on TV shows and movies, and I'm always envious of it. Like, I, I, I don't know. I've never, I've never done that, but well, I think it'd be so fun. You've had very short single stints. It's true. Right? Like, you were single for a year recently. Right. And you really lived it up. I did. She had a, I don't know if you listen to past podcasts, everyone, but she had a tier system. If you listen to our first couple of episodes... Um, there, April had this tier system. I did. Yeah, who was like her first tier was um, my was honest with all of them, my revolving way, door. I was yeah. honest with I'm each and everyone. Very with communicative. Multiple people, just so you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they knew their tier status. No, they. But didn't. one of them's like her regular person that she would would sleep with. She would her her primary person. They was a primary partner, but that she preferred to play with. They had really great sex. And then I there's tier that. two, who was someone that. Like, they had fun here and there, and it was a if good time. If Tier 1 was unavailable, Tier 2 was yeah. who had call-up. And then if Tier 2 wasn't available, I had T3, who back was up, super up. young and or massively I, intense. I used to do when I was single, I used to call up my playlist. And so I had this philosophy of, especially when attachment is an issue for folks, um, if you put all of your intention on one person, but your intention is to stay single or at least to not date that person, I always said that it was really helpful to have a playlist, which is kind of like a tier system, where you have you know your main person that you're interested in playing with, and when that when you're feeling your heart's like really invested in that, and you don't want it to be because you're wanting to still be free to have other people to diversify the experiences and to just keep that so that you don't get too attached. Um, there's other work around attachment that can be done, but I, I like that like. So yeah. we play my, I'm going to press, like, repeat on my playlist, press 
I don't know if I can press rewind, that doesn't work, but fast forward. <laughs> yeah, that's really brilliant. And it really puts the power back in your hands in a sense because if you are putting all your eggs in one basket with one person and then they are not treating you right, you are devastated. But if you have other people on your playlist or your tier that are treating you well, you're like, I don't need you to treat me poorly. I'm going to go to this other guy that's going to treat me right. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's exactly. how my tier started because tier one wasn't responding to me. And then I was like, you know what? I've had two dudes like male bodies hit me up and I haven't been responsive because I was kind of not invested fully in a relationship but I was invested in banging it out with this one guy and that happened and that's when I started the playlist I had multiple people on the playlist I need yeah. to adopt this system I really like it okay, yeah it's a good system everyone can again this is like making your own rules for your sexuality like whatever works for you if you are someone that doesn't do well sleeping with multiple people then maybe that's not your jam and if you're someone who can do that it's a really wonderful time but it's literally and figuratively different strokes for different folks you find what works for you. And April, aren't you so happy that you had that experience being yeah, single for a year? I and, and I've only had one one night stand. Really? But I know his name. He's a DJ in Germany. How was it? Terrible. Is that the one that wanted to lick your ass? He only licked my asshole. And <laughs> then the whole thing? It was like the whole thing, but it went straight. Like I like straight to the asshole licking. <laughs> I mean, from, I was like, he was the DJ at this work party that I was, that with Fun Factory in Germany. Uh, well, now y'all know. <laughs> I'm not gonna say his name, but um, I was—I made a promise I would never dip my pen in the company ink, so I never would hook up with anybody in my workplace. DJs don't count. And yeah. but he was the only one that wasn't involved with Fun Factory, and I was like, "Will you play Drake?" And he was like, "Oh, you're not from here, are y'all?" And I was like, "No." And then he like let me DJ for him. It was so cliche. And then I was like, "I have a room here," and he's like, "Oh." I finished at three, yeah. And then he came up <laughs> straight for the asshole, and then he left. And then he tried to hit me up the next day, and I was like, nope. So he went. So within like a couple of minutes, he went right for the asshole. I, I literally naked making out. Not a very good kisser. I don't think I could come from like. I I was like, alone. can we take a shower because yeah. I've been like dancing all night, and I don't. I, like I'm assuming. My butthole is clean, but I don't know. Well, I can't sweaty, promise you. Wow, he's a brave man. Yeah. Right? That's he, what I'm he's saying. He's an ass man. That's a, that's a yeah. true ass man who's like, no, no shower needed. I'm just diving in. Give me that ass. Yeah, it was great. But I, I, I do enjoy speaking about that experience. And I've heard that Germans are... If from other people that have hooked up with German guys, especially, are into licking asshole. So uh, and I had an experience, you too, did too, in Germany, <laughs> where I... Um, I, uh, I, I Definitely kissed a nice German man who's very cute. He has glasses. You know, I like men in glasses. Oh, yeah. And same thing. Within a couple of minutes, he was like, I really want to lick your ass. <laughs> and you're like, bird? No. Is it in the wrong country? No. It's like, I need to go on more vacation. Yeah. <laughs> and I told him, I was like, I'm, I'm actually, no, I'm keeping my pants on. He's like, okay, you keep your pants on, but can I still lick your ass? I was like, that's how does how? that work? Yeah. Does he want to cut a hole in the pants? I left very bizarre. quickly. <laughs> and I mean, I, I can enjoy a good ass licking when it feels really comfortable and safe, but it is not my, like, start off with the ass. Yeah. No, no, no. I want to ask you a question, Lorraine. So you do a lot of focus on empowering women especially, right? Female yeah. body identified folks out there. Can you give us a couple of examples? I know you have like a blog that you write. Yeah. And you also have done writing for mainstream media. Yes, and just share with our listeners um, on how you're empowering and also guide them on, you know, 
how they can live a more yeah, empowered so life. Yeah, Girl Problems is a great resource. We have writers from all different walks of life um, and sex educators coming on to share their experiences. I also do a lot of external writing. And what I recently started doing is one-to-one -one coaching with women, which I really love to help them around um, empowerment with kind of holistic methods like mindfulness, uh, emotion regulation, helping to reduce anxiety and like building that self-confidence from within and getting a really strong sense of self-worth and then being able to communicate with your partner about that. Because I feel like that's really the foundation is valuing yourself, feeling secure in yourself. And then that's how you can like approach all of your interactions in the world to be more positive. So I love doing one-to-one -one coaching uh, as well that's awesome. like in line with what we do is, is I mean yeah. that's our goal I mean, we talk about it all the time when our mission as women with this podcast and as I think as human beings it's like let's help each other live our as our best highest self and it's impossible Absolutely. to do every day it's impossible I get down and and sad and it's like great work to do and yeah. so it's so it's really like our life's work I feel yeah. like is to be more comfortable with ourselves because I've struggled with anxiety for a long time and shame around not just my sexuality but just being a person in the world you know it's like you're never good enough at this or that you beat we're our own worst critic so it's really transforming that from being your worst critic to your biggest fan and like your own best cheerleader yeah. um, and it's really important and it's a journey a journey to get there. that's not like an overnight like bam I'm my own best cheerleader yeah I'm doing the work I'm trying to get there and it's it's a forever journey I think it's really like is. three steps forward one step back so yeah, yeah I, I, I love that's very much in line with what we're talking about on our podcast all the time are you when so when you're in these experiences because are you single is that what you uh, so I'm in a non-monogamous non-monogamous okay yeah, and fun. so are you are you honest with everyone that you have hookups with are you pretty communication communicative and do you recommend folks that are in non-monogamous relationships to use good communication and be transparent I yeah, mean what do you no, think of that? Relation, even in like casual hookups do you say I'm sleeping with multiple people right yeah. but people some folks that we've had on have like don't believe in radical honesty or well, there's a difference in radical honesty radical honesty is like sharing every single detail that is happening every emotion that comes up around it and the versus like a little minor filter like Esther Perel suggests keeping some mystery right not putting every little thing on the table like having some stuff just for you but yeah what are you a fan of yeah I mean I'm a big fan of honesty I think that especially well in really any relationship non-monogamy or monogamy it's just super important to talk about your desires and be super open with your partner but I agree that there's um, you know a place in time like every single casual partner that I hook up with doesn't need to know like all the details of my non-monogamous relationship but if it were to progress to like we're dating more starting to develop feelings and they would need to know like how are my feelings about my other partner um, like where are they going to fit into my life because it's not just important that I take care of my emotions and my primary partner's emotions but anyone that you're inviting into your relationship whether you're having a threesome or hooking up with other people their emotions matter too you yeah. can't just insert them into your fantasy and like expect that they're going to be down for whatever you want to yeah, do that's too. a great yeah, exactly. point so that's a great point their boundaries their in interests their consent uh, so important yeah, yeah I, it's, it's sad when people don't get treated like humans they're just bodies there to mm -hmm. be entertained that creates trauma it's just like so traumatic if that's yeah. what you're looking for there are sex, sex dolls, dolls sex coming dolls. out of China that <laughs> yeah. are like very realistic yeah and that's okay too yeah however if you're into hooking up with humans flesh and blood they have emotions I, and I really do think that it's important to check in with yourself and also if you are in a partnered relationship a lot of times you start treating your partner at least I can speak for myself I'll start taking them for granted a bit and not honoring their emotions yeah. as much and sort of taking out my stress on them oh, totally. I always check myself I'm like would I want to be treated this way or would I treat my friend this way would I ever say yeah. this to Amy 
No, I would never. She would be like, I'm not going to be a friend if you treat me that way. And I'd be yeah. like, you're right. I'm a yeah. bitch. I mean, it's like the goal is to find a partner that brings out your best self. But then once you're comfortable with somebody, you almost start being your worst self yeah. sometimes because you feel comfortable Slacking letting off. all those boundaries yeah. down. Yeah. yeah, taking it out on your partner. And that's oh, yeah. a piece of how it's just you're constantly working. You're constantly working and people are helping to, you to reflect. You know, those moments when it feels like you took a step back and you weren't acting as your best self that this is a learning experience or like those shitty sexual encounters you know we could look at it and be like oh fuck that motherfucker it was terrible or what did they teach me or the person that broke your heart you know fuck mm. that asshole they broke my heart or they're my teacher what did i learn how am i going to do this differently yeah how am i going to treat myself in a different way how am i going to choose a different partner totally. um, there's always like a silver lining option to most things of course like non-consensual acts of violence you know that that in itself, like, I'm not going to tell you that there's something good in that for you. Um, but at least to speaking to consensual things, there's usually an option to look at it as a teacher of some sort. Yeah. And I think with sharing that with your partner as well, like, I don't think you need to necessarily dive into the depths of your trauma with a partner. But it's important if it's going to be affecting your sex life or relationship, that if you've had abusive relationships in the past or um, issues with consent, that your partner is at least aware, hey, I have anxiety around this issue. Or, like, we need to be sensitive around, like, you saying these certain phrases that are triggering or certain actions that are triggering. Or, like, I don't want my hands pinned down. You know, you don't need to dive into the why. Yeah. but that you're open about where your buttons are. And then next level would be, here's my buttons, and if I do get triggered, this is what my trigger looks like in my body. Mm-hmm. This is how I'm going to word it, you know, like let you know that I'm triggered, and this is the aftercare that I might need. Absolutely. Like this is like super awesome turbo slut 5.0. Like I got my sexuality down. I mean, I, I think that's what it is. Like a badass slut is someone who's great at asking for what they want and communicating. Oh, my gosh. That's so true. Needs. And it, like all the stuff. And then even like the processing after, like, fuck yes to that yeah and like the more that you're able to communicate about not just your desires but your buttons and the whole process it's your partner's going to be grateful for it a lot of people think that opening up is scary because what if their partner rejects them and it's like if your partner rejects you that is not the partner for you you really want a partner that's going to see you for who you are and love and embrace that about you so opening up is going to build that connection and vulnerability is scary but really required to have that deepness yeah I think the fears too is if I open up and I get more invested and then I get hurt, that hurt's going to be even more traumatic than if I don't share myself. But what you limit by not sharing yourself is deep connection. So yeah. it's like, what's worse, not having deep connection at all ever or like very limited deep connection or maybe getting hurt, but you don't know if you're going to. So yeah. it's like, well, you know, people get PTSD from bad breakups. Yeah. I have, I still have some residuals of my divorce oh, yeah. of where I sometimes will not want to get triggered or I will sit with things longer than I probably should before I address them because I'm like, oh God, I know this is going to be a trigger in my relationship and I don't want to be abandoned. So I'm just going to stuff it, but that's not the way to go. And I'm learning, you know, my 36 years, how to communicate. It just takes time and knowing yourself and yeah. But PTSD exists in relationships, and it's true, where you're like, I don't want to go through that ever again. Yeah, and a lot of times we're like, we feel like we're enacting previous patterns with previous partners over and over and over again, because it's like you're going to keep getting that lesson until you finally learn it and learn the tools to overcome it. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, people who ask, why do I keep dating the same shitty people? Like, I have the same, oh, those relationships don't work. I keep choosing the same men, the same women, whatever. 
I'm attracted to assholes. You haven't like, worked yes, with that your, attitude, your, you are. Your stuff yet, and it will keep happening until you bring some awareness and start doing that internal work. Yeah. And a lot of it is going to be related to your parents. Like, I mean, I can thank you, mom and, Thanks, mom and dad. Love yeah. you, because you're you're essentially trying to heal old old stuff, and you can live a whole lifetime and not do it and run from it. Yeah, um, and it probably we won't have as much depth as you yeah. possibly can. It's scary ass shit, but it's worth it. And it's really painful, I think, to go through that self-growth process and to kind of like face your demons and to face your fears and all the issues. But otherwise, you're just going to keep enacting the same pattern. So it's a worthwhile process, even though we like want to self-preserve and like not think about it and just like go along our merry way. But we really have to like dive deep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everyone. If you want to dive deep with us, we have our four-week video series coming up. It's true. We were hoping to do some that isn't just for female-identified folks. So we eventually want to open it up to everyone. This first series, though, just female-identified folks. Again, we talked about this in the beginning, but you can go to our website and learn more. Shamelesssex.com. Online sexual empowerment video series with us. Um, also, okay. check out Slutty Girl Problems. Slutty Girl Problems. Yeah. So you, yeah. you just tell us just a little bit more. So you have, you do holistic coaching. So that's yes. one-on-one. Can people work with you online? Like on Skype? Is it only in person? Yeah. So everything is online. Okay. Um, we can do like video calls, phone calls. Uh, they can find me through my Instagram. It's Lorejo, L-O-R-R-A-E-J-O. And uh, they can also go to sluttygirlproblems.com. We have tons of content on feminism, sex toys, sex tips, um, lifestyle, giveaways, uh, um, and we have like a Twitter feed, Tumblr feed. We're all over social media, and we have a lot of like fun, edgy content going out all the time. It's a beautiful site. I, I, it's gorgeous, and it's easy to navigate. And there is a lot of content on there. I love free content, everyone. I know, me too. I think that uh, you having you at Sexpo. I mean, Sex Expo. I keep calling it Sexpo. Sexpo. Sex Expo. Sex abbreviated version. Is really it was ideal. You had reached out to us. Um, have you gotten a chance to walk around? Is there anything that you want to share with our audience that Maybe like sex toys or? Yeah. Cool so stuff. I'm like a total voyeur, so I love seeing the, the chatterbait oh, girls yeah. oh, that are out. The webcam yes, girls. Have the motor bunny, which I actually have one at home, and oh. I really have oh. to recommend because uh, it also twirls and rotates in addition to vibrating. Whoa. Interesting. Yeah, I'll have to go look at it. Is that where all the bunny ears are coming from? The motor bunny. Motor it's bunny. Motor bunny. Wow. Okay, we'll I'm have a to big look at fan that. of that. And then the, the Sibian right here is the sex machine. There's people grinding. Is there someone on it right now? Can you see? Are no, no one's it? on it. Somebody's. Somebody's just looking at it. It's like the OG thing. I think it's been around since like it's, the 80s. It or has. Yeah. It's yeah. like a saddle with a, a vibrating, but it's the most powerful oh my vibrator you could imagine. But it's like a saddle that you you yeah, sit really on, incredible. and it basically it's a fucking machine. So when I went to Sex Geek Summer Camp, Read Me Honko's Sex Geek Summer Camp in 2014, 15, 16. Um, I was there on behalf of Uberlube and Bunny, who is the, one of the the daughter of the owner. She shares of my Sibian. last name, by the way. She's like a sweet little Southern belle. Yeah. She was my roommate, and she's like the sweetest woman. She calls you honey, and she's her name's Bunny. She's the sweetest, but she is a sex shaman. And what she does is she set up the Sibian there, and she takes people on their own private experience where you got to go to one-on-one with her and ride the Sibian with her, and she guides. And she's like, yeah, girl, you got it. Did you do Keep it? Going. I did, and it. And I just used the external one, so not the penetrator in my oh. pussy. And I was, and Bunny was my roommate, so I was like, Bunny, this is you're like a sex shaman. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, I, I didn't really enjoy it just because it's. I like to be in control of the vibrator. I don't. I don't like when it doesn't really. I know, like I know my spot, right? Yeah. So it was a cool experience. I don't think I. Uh, it's not my jam, but other people loved it, and it was just so cool to see this fucking awesome woman who is like you never expected. You know, she rides horses, little Southern Belle. I don't she know. She looks like. She could be the your mom, you know, shaman. like she's super sweet. Yeah. So that's innocent. Check out, yeah, check out Sibian, everyone. 
Another um, really fun one is Bad Dragon. They make dragon-themed and shaped dildos. Oh, which cool. Are, like, fascinating. Awesome. And it's really cool that there's, like, a market for that. I can see it. it says Bad Dragon, making fantasies real. Yeah. Mother of dragons. Hi. They're really nice. Do you have a sex question? You want to come ask a sex question? <laughs> We're trying to bring some people here. We can. I can also do an announcement if people want to make, a- well, answer. Maybe we could do that after on the mic and actually do that live well, for these yeah, people. Well, totally. yeah, totally. I have access. Right now, we're just where this is going to go on the air for our listeners, and now we'll do a little something for the live audience here. Um, anything else that we want to close out with? Um, you know what? It's so sensory overload, yeah, for sure. I'm like distracted, and I'm emceeing, so I have to stay on time. And so I feel like, we'll for me, I am pretty focused on just having an amazing time yeah. and being uh, open and hopefully helping people with hot octopus and shameless sex. And yeah. that's, that's my goal. It's going to be a great day. Yeah. Definitely a great place to come if you're in New York City and you want to get all of the sex info and expert tips here. And it's free, everyone. So next year, if you're in the New York area around late September, you should come because it's free. You can t- look at these sex toys. There's free, free giveaways. Someone just won a trip to Cancun within the first half an hour. No, for real. Everybody yeah. gets bags. They were, I mean, seriously, there's people there's are like stoked. expert talks all yeah, day as well. Talks, and they yeah. have giant mugs of some cocktails, co- cocktails that's yeah. $25 all you can drink. Yeah, yeah. it's like that's good dangerous. Time. Yeah, so uh, put that on your calendars for next year. Hopefully, we'll be back. And April is a wonderful MC. You're oh, killing yeah. it, Chip. You're killing it. This, but this AC, this air conditioning is killing you. Oh, God. Drying well, up like a raisin. Thank you for sharing a little bit of your day with us, Lorraine. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And today. thanks for being an awesome slutty girl. Yeah. We, we love, love slutty sluts. Girls. All right, y'all. We will see you next Tuesday. Ciao for now. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.